This is Ayumi Osei from Pong, and I come to you live every Friday about this time to talk about the news of the week and the news of the day, but to do it kind of in a philosophical perspective that will probably make you, you know, help you not screw up your life. Now, I tend to judge people by their kids. It's not very polite depending on who you talk to but i think it's fair if you have one screw-up kid i could be like ah oh, well maybe but if you have like a few screw-up kids and they're all screwed up in ways that are kind of predictable based on what i know of you then like you might just be a screw-up so um and so good news for black people i read about dennis rodman's kid one of his kids plays basketball at washington state the other one plays soccer professionally they seem actually like you know pretty cool interesting people so don't sleep on dennis rodman he might not actually like he might have done a lot of people do um a lot of people screw this part up at the game and like here's the deal parenting is like the proof of concept because you don't really know what you do you do on purpose until you could reproduce it in somebody else so if you actually once you've reproduced like some sort of virtue in someone else and you're like oh i actually knew and you did it on purpose then um you could say that, oh, I actually knew what I was doing. But until then, like most people don't know why they have what they have or have been successful the way that they um, uh, consider themselves successful. So I, I judge people based on their kids, and I think you should too. <laughs> Multiple kids. And I, I, think that's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I apologize for nothing. I, I think it's actually fair because it really shows how much of like thought you put into life. All right, so, so I wanted to say that. Turns out, Jen, Dennis Rodman, and you can say like, well, you know, Dennis Rodman split up from his baby's mom, and and they lived with her. But you know, there are pictures of them all together, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was just not that bad at the dad thing in some ways i i just wouldn't be surprised and what does that mean if dennis rodman is actually was actually a good parent because a lot of like you know straight laced both black and white people screw up their kids because it turns out they try to make them basic and then trying to make kids basic doesn't work in this world with the, the same regularity kid ends up depressed because they don't have any meaning in their lives and they don't have any meaning in their lives because you didn't give them any content um to how to think about you know how to carve out a meaningful life and so they end up on drugs or depressed or anxious or just some variety of of confused because you as parents confuse them right uh, so and that's you know that's that's a, a way white kids screw up their parents black we have a lot of external threats that are a little bit different. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, cliches that kill. I'm giving people some time to come in to the chat. Um, I want to talk about cliches that kill. And go ahead and put some cliches. I'm going to talk about a few I've written down. But go ahead and put some cliches in the uh, chat, and I'll, I'll see if I can take them off too. But cliches that kill. Now, Bobby Wright is a... Uh, psychologist who died in the late 80s, you know, too young, like a lot of black people do who do good work. And he said, you know, one of the biggest wars in America is the war for the black mind. And, you know, white media establishments put a lot of 
propaganda, a lot of money and a lot of resources in controlling the black mind. Because if you control the black mind, it's easier to do that than it is to bring out the whips and the chains and uh, the guns. You know, they use that on us too. But if you can control the black mind, you can like you control their mind, you control their behind, is what Bobby Wright says. And the war that you got to fight for is the war on the black mind. And you have to watch out because some of the cliches that white people tell themselves will end up, they tell themselves in front of black people and they're trash when they tell them to themselves or other white people. But like I said, a lot of white people don't know why, what, why they have what they have. And so, um, you know, the things they do on purpose to sustain it might actually get in their own way but they, they live by the cliche and they feel like the cliche is doing work when really it's like, you know, an inheritance um, or like someone else's backstop by someone else's violence. Um, there's a picture of, I think, uh, um, gosh, what's his name? A basketball player lifting up Taylor Swift to dunk the basketball. I'll, I'll, uh, I, I can find it while I hit the opening. And... Um, And uh, that's pretty much a lot of white Americans' life. So Taylor Swift thinks that she dunked the basketball, but it was really, um, uh, you know, the basketball player lifting her up to dunk the basketball. I'm trying to get the gift, that gift now. There it is. All right. So, um, so the cliches that white people tell themselves that end up, oh, one of them, I mean, this is this one. Um, touched a family member of mine, lean in. Like, you remember back 10 years ago when Sheryl Sandberg wrote that book about, you know, women, you should lean in and negotiate as if you're a man. One of my family members did that and ended up fired because when, it turns out when black women try to lean in, they can find a 22-year-old to do your job who's not going to lean in. So this idea that, like, don't unionize or organize, but instead lean in and, and individually negotiate as if you're a white guy who's connected black people, that will just end you with you losing your job. Do not lean in. Organize for a union. That might also end up losing for your job, but like you'll like do it as a people. Limit some of the liability and the risk. Like you don't go around this world thinking that you're white. Um that will only that's not made for you. <laughs> that's not like other things are made for us. No, you you go in a group and you find power in different ways, but don't uh Shell Sandberg told you to lean in and like that stuff will get you canned. Stuff will get you fired. And be prepared for that. Like if you're not prepared for that, then you're just naive. Right? So white cliches that kill. Lean in was a good one. But the one I'm going to focus on today mostly is going to be um uh I think there's, there's oh, I'm kind of leading you on. There's a uh, one that's kind of started that's in the black community, but it kind of metastasized from the white community. That's when, like, when God closes the door, he opens a window. No, black people, sometimes when God closes the door, um, you'll just die early of a heart attack. Like, be very careful in general of ones, of, of cliches that are some variety of hustle harder. Because we die early, and we also, we often die of overworking ourselves in unsafe ways that have been, in unsafe conditions that have created, been created for us. Right, so be very suspicious of like all of the cliches that tell you to hustle harder. I'm here to tell you don't don't hustle as hard. Hustle smarter, hustle with other people, hustle in meaningful ways. 
but just hustling harder because I mean Alton Sperling was died selling CDs from his car. Eric Garner died selling loose cigarettes. These guys are hustling. Everyone who picks things in America hustles, right? Like I, I know people who pick strawberries or tomatoes and like a lot of all all of the produce that's picked and the chickens people working in chicken factory those people are all hustling very hard amazon factory people that you know in amazon they they have now like they've hired kinesiologists to to look at some of the repetitive disorders that come from the quality of stacking and and hustling with um boxes that you do in the Amazon factories and and so they figured out ways that like they're thinking about like how they can move you from one sector to another sector um on different days so that you don't wear out your shoulder as quickly instead like you wear out the same parts it's just in a different order <laughs> so one day is a leg day the other day is like an arm day the other day is like a shoulder day so like you're just wearing out different parts of your body in this repetitive job but just not um all at once on one part so they move you over but that's that's still dangerous so like this idea of hustling harder like all of the cliches that are around that as a as a means of uplift that's just trash so you're welcome with that but the one i'm going to focus on today is um, uh, you can only change yourself. You can only change yourself. That denies the fact of power. Like you can, the idea that you can only change yourself is ridiculous. You just talk to anyone who's been fired, who's been divorced, who's been put in jail, <laughs> um, who has, and those are just a negative. Also talk to somebody who's gotten the hookup at a job, who's gotten an inheritance, who's married into money. Those are all just ways that other people can change you. And those are just obvious ways. Letters of recommendation are just like an institutional form of other people being able to change you. Like anyone who's gotten a letter of recommendation of, uh, you know, I, I mean, the, the plot of The Invisible Man, one of the subplots is that the letters of recommendation that that was supposed to recommend him for jobs were actually just frauds. He needed someone else to change him. So we're going to talk a little bit about that cliche, how that cliche like functions and kind of the metaphysics behind it. And I'll do all of that after the beat. To the beat Never change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black And it can feature in your front For the world or the government If it was the president Then I would state facts You leave it up to me I paint the White House Black and it can feature in your front For the world or the government If it was the president Then I would state facts You leave it up to me I paint the White House Black and it can feature in your front That's I like that image because that's that's Taylor Swift dunking a basketball. That's a lot of America also. 
Taylor Swift dunking a basketball. So you can only change yourself. You can only change yourself. So uh, Taylor Swift, before she walked in, couldn't dunk a basketball. And yet at the end of that video, she could dunk a basketball. There's very little that, and you know, um, on, on Amari Stoudemire, I think is a basketball player who lifted her up. That's like Amari Stoudemire didn't dunk the basketball. Taylor Swift definitely dunked the basketball. And she definitely, uh, you know, did it. And she did it herself. But she, could, could she have done it without Amari Stoudemire? How many people have told you stories about themselves dunking a basketball but might have left out the Amari Stoudemire aspect of it? <laughs> right? How many, how many people um, have been... Uh, how many people have, how many people, you know, people just lie. So we lie to ourselves. And so this idea that you can only change yourself. No, I, let's be honest. All right, so I was going to quit this show last year. I was like, well, you know, if the show doesn't start break, breaking even, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to quit the show, focus on some other things. But it turns out that I got invited on Rising with Crystal Ball. I went and, you know, I go on Rising every now and then. And then from Rising, I got more, um, subscribers and uh now it's 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 it, you know pays for itself i don't lose money every month on it and that is crystal ball me sending her a quick little email or you know uh, something on twitter so her seeing me on twitter we're us going back and forth and her inviting me on the show and then letting me do my thing so like she changed me that's me and insofar as I changed you, she changed you, right? So because without without me going on rising, like I, I, it's a hard for me to justify the expense and the time and the energy I put into this show, and I I quit the show because I don't it's it's not making like it's not paying for itself. I'm losing money every month, and then. Um, I no longer get to dispense this kind of wisdom and you no longer get to learn from it. And that's all because of other people. That's other people enabling me to be who I am so that I can help you be who you are. Right? So that's, I mean, that's, that's an instance. And you know, when I talk to this about students, I'm like, let's say, if you can only change yourself, what happens if you marry Jeff Bezos? Like, you're no longer not a billionaire. Like you've married, like, like we could pretend that like this money doesn't change me. No, it changes everything you can do in your life and it'll change all of your interactions. So this idea that, and that's not, and all you did is like say yes when Jeff Bezos uh, asked you to marry you. Like, like, like his money changed you. And if he lost it, that would change you too. <laughs> the FBI came in took it all and found out like, like that would change you too. So what this idea that you can only change yourself is uh, metaphysically dubious. Metaphysically dubious because in order to be what you are, you need other people to be what they are in relationship to you. A plumber is not a plumber if other people fix pipes better than the plumber do and are more willing to do it. All right, a plumber is only a plumber because they're the person who either fixes the pipe or knows how to fix the pipes. Other people might know how to do it, but they don't do it. But the plumber is the one who actually does it, right? So your relationship, so the plumber's relationship to non-plumbers is what makes the plumber a plumber, right? So professional basketball players are only professional basketball players because they play basketball better than non-professional basketball players. 
it's not that um, if everyone played basketball the same, then professional basketball players would not be able to be professional basketball players. They'd have to find something else that they can do that not everyone else can do or not everyone else is willing to do, right? So who we are depends on our relationship, our contrastive relationship with other people. This is why you don't find black people in Africa. You find Africa, well, after post-colonialism, post, you do find black people in Africa, but you find like, you know, Ga, and the, you know, my dad's from Ghana, so you find Ga or Ashanti. You find different tribes uh, based on distinctions that are not just black, because everyone's black, right? Like in Asia, everyone was in Asia. In China, everyone was Chinese. Um, up until, you know, the British, right? So this idea, or, you know, Genghis Khan, it gets a little complicated, but this idea that um, you make yourself what you are, regardless of your relationships to other people or the content of those other people in your relationships. All right, so let's say you get all of this power. You get enough power, you could change. You can end racism, you can end sexism, you can end... You can bring about work with justice. You can bring about a whole new free world. All you had to do was kill your parents. That's it. Kill your parents. Bring about a free world. Kill your parents. Don't kill your parents. Right? So either way you make that decision, you are changed. You're either the person, the monstrous person, who's not willing to, like, you know, improve the lot of six billion people and, like, humanity going forward. Or you're the monstrous person who killed their parents. Either way you choose, you are not the same as before you had that power and the choice was before you. Right? So this idea, and like, you could just wake up. And <laughs> yeah, there are things you can't make yourself. You don't hire yourself. Like, and if you don't think jobs change your life or the prospect of a job changes a life or like the, the a salary or a raise changes your life, like you're not serious about the conditions. They change what you can do and how you can interact with the world. You aren't who you are absent your interactions. You are who you are through and in your interactions. And either you're interacting with nature, which is fixed, so you can only have so many sorts of interactions when you're inter like a carpenter, you can only do so much because it's, dependent on the fixed nature of the wood, right? Or you can interact with people, and if you're interacting with someone who's free, then you can kind of do whatever you want to do with them, but you're, you are like what you are relative to them. Like you guys can decide to form a club, you can decide to play chess, you can decide to go to the park and play soccer, you can decide to do anything because you're both free, but you are what you are through your interaction with them. So if, um, you know, this is why it's hard to build with unreliable people because you can't do anything if the person you're dealing with is unreliable. Right? And by the way, I get to be who I am because you guys uh, are responsible enough to kick in $5.15 or $50 a month. So go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month because this is actually um, important. This is actually, this is actually, it's, it's actually, it's important what I do, and what I do, I try to do for you. And like I said, I can't, I, it's a hard to, I have other claims on my time, so I can't testify doing it unless, like, unless it pays for itself. And I'd like to actually grow, right? Imagine what I could do with a, if I could pay an intern thirty thousand dollars. I could pay an intern $30,000 to like do um, like, uh, like for a year 
actually six months, they could probably make their own salary back just with like marketing and putting together an entire marketing pitch and like realizing that. Then, you know, relative to my numbers, I think I, like it would pay for itself and we could actually grow this. But I can only do that with, if you kick in, um, you become a monthly person so I can, you know, figure out how to put some more money together and, and hire someone to be like a, a full-time intern, a uh, full-time producer. Rising, it turns out, has a fleet of producers. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice if I had a fleet of producers. I would like to just pay for one, right? So, and that producer would actually enable me to be more of who I am, right? So this idea that you can only, it would change me. It would change the quality of the show. And um, yeah, so you can, this idea that you can only change yourself is just ignorant of power. Actually, it's something white people tell themselves to deny the fact of power. Because power is you changing something that's not you. Right, power and, and let's be honest, if, if white people could only change themselves, they wouldn't be so scared of critical race theory now, would they? What are they scared of about critical race theory? That they're scared of critical race theory will put the truth out there and uh, destabilize the work that they have to do to sustain themselves, right? So you have to think about if it were true that you could only change yourself, people wouldn't be scared of, of critical race theory. People wouldn't be scared of, of things. Propaganda wouldn't work. It wouldn't matter as much. Also, there wouldn't be marketing, right? So, oh yeah, whatever happened, someone asked, whatever happened to Matthew? You know, he graduated. Matthew <laughs> graduated, you know, you know, he's writing accounting software. He was very smart, he was one of my best students. But like, you know, he's, he's, he graduated and now he's off making real money, right? So, um, so yeah, Matthew was great because he, you know, he helped me out for, for those years getting started in the beginning, but you know, he graduated and now he's off paying someone who could pay him real estate. I would like to hire Matthew back, but I would have to compete with ADP or whomever he works with now. Um, I, think it's, I think it's ADP, the, the accounting software people. And um, yeah, so you can only, this idea that you can only change yourself is ignorant of power and it, it, actually, um, it actually denies the fact of power. Because power is your ability to change things that aren't you <laughs> and to turn them into tools for you, right? So, um, uh, and, and yeah, so this, I, this idea, and so like a lot of white liberals say this because they want to actually deny the fact of power because they want change, but they don't want actually anything to fundamentally change. So they have to pretend. So they're trying to get you into struggles that they know they can't win, right? That you can't win. Um, and so, and that'll keep the power relationships the, the, the same, right? So actually you can change other people. The content of the people you're in relationship with like actually becomes a property of you. And like when I tell this to students, they're like, well, you know, like, yeah, I understand. They're like, well, you know, who you're one with kind of influences your decisions. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the content of other people you're in relationship becomes a property of you. If you are a struggling, oh, here's an example of this. Uh, Bill Gates's mom was sat on the board of the United Way. Who else sat on the board of the United Way? Uh, I think her name is Mary Maxwell Gates. You can just Google her. Who else, who else sat on the board of uh, the United Way? 
uh, the, the, the CEO of IBM. And you know what Bill Gates' mom told to the CEO of IBM? You should take my son's operating system and make it the operating system of IBM. This is in 1980, right? So DOS, which is a dicey operating system, anybody who actually is old enough like me who remembers actually trying to program on DOS, it's not the greatest operating system that Bill Gates stole, put his name on it, slapped his name on it, because his dad is an intellectual property lawyer and he told him how to steal things. So uh, slapped his name on it, sold it to IBM, and is now a billionaire. That's not his mom influencing Bill Gates' decisions. That's his mom's, like relationship and the content of his mom's relationship giving Bill Gates a whole contract with IBM, right? So that is a, you have to understand, it's not just that the people you run with influence you. A little bit of that, but that's not the smart, that's not the thing. If you are a theater, if you are a theater, um, if you want to write plays and all of a sudden you start dating someone whose parents own a theater house, like, that has changed your ability to realize who you are, <laughs> right? So, like, this inherent, if, 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 like, the person you're with, their grandfather dies and leaves them an inheritance, but you guys have a joint bank account, that means, like, through no fault of your own, not, like, nothing you've done, really, you're changed. And if you're just ignoring the fact of the, how that kind of power and influence like moves in this world, you're gonna be confused when you raise your kids. You're gonna be confused. You're just gonna be, you're gonna confuse because you don't know how you became who you are. And people who don't know how they became who they are, when they try to reproduce themselves, screw it up. <laughs> screw it up. Um, and so, this is all very important. And you know, these cliches, you can only change yourself. People who say that you can only change yourself are, are, are really just like, it's, it's liberal nonsense, right? There's, there's this idea of the self-subsistent self that doesn't depend, that is what it is regardless of its relationship with other people. And that's just not true. That's like, there is no nothing that is what it is. You're constantly sustain, actingly, actively sustaining yourself. And once again, if this wasn't the case, white people would not be freaking out about critical race theory because it wouldn't be able to change them. The thing is, the truth might change them. And they don't want, they have to actively sustain, um, in order to actively sustain what they are, they have to keep the truth out. The thing is about the truth, it kind of crops up like a weed. So I'm, I'm just trying to help you uh, get the truth out there. And like I said, if you like what I do and you support what I do, go ahead and, and, and send this out to all your friends. And, you know, maybe in your church group, since you're all on Zoom anyway, you just watch this video and then talk about it. Um, and because, you know, it's, 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 I think Jesus would appreciate that. And also, please kick in $5, $15, or $50 a month uh, to help me do what I do and, you know, help kind of grow the project. Thank you for your time. And I will see you. Uh, I'll, I'll see you next week. I have a whole list of shows I want to do. And this one is important because I, I see too many people screwing up uh, with the notion that, or like being told that they can only change themselves and then end up blaming themselves when it doesn't work out. Another one is like, 
you know, it gets better. No, sometimes you just die early with a heart attack. And with that, I will let you go. Peace. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more, and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time. Because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro, so. Um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash. And the site takes credit cards. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, 15 or $50 a month or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro. So, um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash. And the site takes credit cards. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more, and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time. Because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro, so. Um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash. And the site takes credit cards. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more, and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time. Because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro, so. Um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash. 
and the site takes credit cards. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more, and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time. Because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro, so. Um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash.